You're listening to Arira Radio's Wonders of Jeju. This is a segment where we tell you about the lives of people living right here on the island. I'm your host, DJ Jamie. This is Humans of Jeju. It's good to have you in the studio. Tell us how you've been this past week. Yeah, it was fine and uh, one of ordinary weeks and doing this and that. And if I have to choose one thing, uh-huh. uh, it'll be gardening. Gardening? Yeah, such as uh, weeding the garden. Really? Trimming the trees and spraying some herbicide. Are, I mean, the weeds are already growing? Yeah, they are. They are re- grow really fast. And wow. Then this is kind of a preparation oh, okay. work. Before, before ushering, the yeah, comes. before ushering in the queen of the season. Ah, I yeah. see, I see. Wow, well, good for you. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you know, doing this kind of like labor work, yeah, actually it, it clears your mind. It, it is sometimes, but mm-hmm. usually it's effort to take care of it. Yeah, a lot of effort. Well, uh, it's good to hear you've been exercising in some way. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yes. Um, but so you're here actually to introduce one of our. Wonderful humans of Jeju Island. So I'm really curious to find out who you will be introducing today. Let's listen to today's humans of Jeju. 안녕하십니까. 저는 제주도 애월에서 목공방을 운영하면서 가구 디자인 그리고 제작을 하고 있는 양홍걸이라고 합니다. So today we will listen to the story of a furniture designer, Mr. Yang Ungol, who runs a woodcraft studio in Ewol. All right, mm. uh, wood. A woodcraft studio. Mm, this is my kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and furniture, design even. Wow, it sounds very interesting. How did he get into this business? Uh, he says he spent his teenage years b-boying. As a Jeju native, he used to enjoy performing b-boy dances on the beach. And as time passed, he found himself at a crossroads, continue b-boying for several more years or join the military. Uh, ultimately, he chose to join the military and, by chance or fate, he was assigned to a combat engineering unit as a combat engineer specializing in carpentry. Uh-huh. Mm. And as making things by hand had been a, a source of joy for him since childhood, he quickly adapted to the life in the military and found it to be quite satisfying. And as his military service neared its end, he found himself at another crossroads. Mm-hmm. Uh, should he return to b-boying while pursuing a further training in woodcraft? And in the end, he decided to pursue his interest in woodcraft. I see, and I'm glad that he mm. did. Well, then, uh, did he continue to learn woodcraft after coming back to Jeju Island? After completing his military service 16 or 17 years ago, he returned to Jeju Island. And at the time, finding a woodcraft studio was difficult. So he had to ask around the island to find a place where he could receive training. I see. So given the nature of woodcraft and b-boying, which is an interesting mix, it might seem that these two things have nothing in common, don't they? He explains that the common denominator between these seemingly different activities is the personal feeling of pleasure they bring. Mm. Whether he was performing a b-boy dance or crafting something by hand, mm-hmm. he experienced a sense of joy and satisfaction that 
he still feels to this day. Oh, I love his uh, way of thinking. So you mentioned that he is a Jeju native. So he mm. lives in the island since then? He says he reached a limit in his woodcraft practicing at some point, uh, which encouraged him to develop an interest in furniture design. Mm-hmm. So he left the island for about five years to study furniture design before he returned. Mm. In the five-year period, he made a success and gained ground as a furniture designer in Seoul, mm-hmm. actively involve, involving various projects and participating uh, exhibitions. But work gradually encroached on every aspect of his life until he found himself working from sunup to sundown. Uh-huh. So one day, he questioned himself. Mm. I'm busy and have enough money, mm-hmm. but... Am I really enjoying my life? <sighs> that question. Yeah. Then his inner voice replied, No, you are not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And this thought also popped up in his mind. Uh-huh. Can I still find joy in this job here in Seoul 10 years, 10 years or even 20 years later? Mm. And then he said that he couldn't give a clear answer for that. Mm-hmm. And while his busy life in Seoul was casting a doubt in his mind, three things happened around the same time that would change his life. Mm-hmm. So first, he was faced with the challenge of finding a new location for his studio. And second, he met his future better half in Jeju Island. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, kind of twist of fate. Yeah. And third, he discovered a new passion for surfing. Oh. Yeah, almost by chance. Uh-huh. Mm. So these three facts, uh, factors ultimately led him to make the decision to move to Jeju Island, uh-huh. where he could pursue a happier life and more sustainable career path. Oh, that makes me sigh. I think we all need to ask ourselves the question, Do we really? are we really enjoying our lives, guys? Let's answer that question. You know, it must have been a tough decision with various factors to be considered, such as delivery issues, client retention, and other things. So he made a difficult decision, that's for sure. Yeah, I think uh, that most people who consider moving to Jeju Island will definitely identify with his story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's find out how he managed to deal with all these obstacles. Okay. So some photos were going uh, out on our live stream as he was talking. So he, it was pictures of him doing woodwork. But can you explain what he just said? Yeah, he says uh, his income in Jeju Island has been uh, nearly cut in half mm-hmm. compared to when he worked in Seoul. 
it was difficult for him to face-to-face -face meeting with his clients as his stamping ground was around the capital and vicinity, such as Gangnam and Bundang area, mm -hmm. and delivery issues such as increased delivery cost and finding proper career for big furniture always cut, him, cut, up, cut up with him. Mm -hmm. So it was not always sunshine and rainbows living on the island, and, but despite a significant cut in income, he says he's satisfied with his life in the island and as it improved the standard of living more than makes up for the difficulties. Wow. And I think this is like a similar story for many people who mm -hmm. come to Jeju Island. Yeah. If you are in Jeju, 88.7 in Jeju City, 88.1 in Sogipu City, 101.9 in the Daejeong area. Let's continue on. We were talking about a furniture designer, Mr. Yang Ung Kar. And so let's continue to learn about this wonderful human. So I asked him about what is so special living in Jeju Island, and this is what he says. He has a great lifestyle, by the way. Yeah. Please explain what he just says. Yeah, I mentioned earlier that he discovered a passion for surfing before moving to Jeju Island. Mm -hmm. And actually, his passion for surfing has continued. And he usually spends more time surfing in the summer season. His daily routine in the summer season is a bit different than other times of the year. He wakes, uh, he wakes up around 3 o'clock in the morning. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Oh, amazing, isn't it? And goes to the beach to surf. <gasps> wow. Yeah, so <gasps> solely. And he doesn't have, because this is, uh, he doesn't have time to do so surf, uh, during the day due <sighs> to his workload. He enjoys surfing for two to three hours under the moonlight. Oh. Yeah, before breakfast with other surfers. His work begins at around 9 to 10 a.m. That's amazing. Wow, it's so early in the morning. So I can understand that, he, that his passion yeah. is really, really true and very deep, especially when it comes to things he really wants to do. When, mm. That goes for everybody, though, by the way. Yeah. Uh, another important part of his daily routine is spending time with his family. Mm -hmm. As family is a huge part of his life, he devotes all his free time to them after work. Mm, well, it's wonderful that he finds time to take mm. care of his family in his busy life. By the way, this question has popped up. Oh, what is the difference between woodcraft mm. and furniture design? Would you like to please help us understand this? Okay, so I also had a doubt about it. Mm -hmm. So I asked him about that and this is what he says. 가구 디자인은 가구를 모두 포함한 
것을 얘기하죠. 가구 디자인이라고 하면. 금속 가구도 가구고, 플라스틱으로 만든 것도 가구고, 근데 그 안에 카테고리라고 할수 있겠죠. 목가구, 목공. 가구 디자인이라는 거 안에 이제 목공이 있는 거라고 생각을 하죠. 그래서 앞에 목이 들어가잖아요. 목가구 혹은 목공. 네, 처음에 목공 기술만 배우다가 학교 가서 기술 외 가구 디자인 과정 하는 거에 대해서 배우고 다른 소재에 대한 공부를 하면서 저는 이제 목공을 기본으로 하되 다양한 소재를 좀 적재적소에 섞어가면서 가구 디자인을 하고 있는 거죠. Wow, and look at the photo of the furniture that he made with wood. Wow, it looks nice. It does. It? Please explain. He says furniture design can use a variety of materials such as metal and plastic, whereas woodcraft is limited to working with wood in furniture design. And this is why three-year woodcraft training gave him a passion for exploring different materials. So he went to the university. to learn about furniture design and other materials out of his passion. And ultimately, he's developed the design skill to use various materials in combination with his woodcraft techniques. Wow. So to make a long story short, his woodcraft techniques were a great help for improving his furniture design skills, right? Yeah, you're correct. But at first, his woodcraft techniques had a negative effect on his furniture design studies. In his first year, His classmates, who were in their 20s, used to be surprised by his woodcraft skills, which boosted his self-esteem. And as a result, he focused solely on wood, wooden furniture design out of fear that others would notice his lack of knowledge about other materials. Then one day, his professor told him, Are you here to showcase your woodcraft techniques? And instructed him not to use wood for some time. He had no choice but to use other materials such as metal, glass, and leather for his designs. He was hesitant to use other materials at first, but he soon found out that other materials held different charms. When he became confident to use various materials in his designs, his professor allowed him to use wood again and This experience served as a stepping stone to develop his career. That is an amazing story. Uh, well, you know, that's really interesting. And I heard that he's participated in various exhibitions to gain ground in the field of furniture design. There must be some unforgettable ones, too. He's never stopped promoting himself as a designer. He's done various activities such as submitting uh, works to exhibitions, as well as participating exhibitions. Mm. Let's listen to his story about unforgettable exhibitions. 기억에 남는 전시회 많죠. 근데 아무래도 제일 처음에 2012년도가 제일 처음 전시였는데 그때 막 준비해서 그러니까 공개적인 전시는 한 번도 한 적이 없었는데 그때 신진 디자이너로 선정이 되고 그 같은 해 12월에 그 공예 트렌드 페어에 또 창작 공방관이라고 신진 작가를 위해 위한 프로그램이 있거든요. 거기에 또 선정이 돼서 당시에 굉장히 저렴하게 혹은 무상 무료로 전시를 코엑스에서 했는데 그때쯤에 바로 그 해외 파리 전시 매종오브제라고 있는데 거기에 한국관 또 작가로 선정이 된 거예요. 
그 때가 제일 기억에 남죠. 어? 이런 일이 나한테도 일어나네? 하면서 그때 막 울었거든요. 저희 부모님한테 전화하면서. 이래도 되는 건지 나 너무 행복하다. 계속해서 목공해왔고, 그리고 공부를 했고, 어쨌든 거의 많은 시간을 거기에 쏟아 부은 거잖아요. 막 아르바이트 해가면서, 라면 먹어가면서 했던 건데, 그런 것들을 사람, 사람들이 알아주고, 심지어 그 외종호부제는 또 세계 3대 박람회 중에 하나로 꼽히는데, 거기에, 어, 내가 가도 되는 건가라는 생각이 막 들면서, 엄청 울었던 기억이 나요. 그래서. Wow, please explain. Yeah, he choose one particular exhibition held at Coex, mm-hmm. Seoul in 2012, among the many uh, he he'd participated in. It was his first exhibition experience, and his work was introduced to the public for the first time through this exhibition. Uh, in the same time, uh, in the same year, he also participated in the Maison Objet Paris yeah, as a designer of the Korean team. And when he received the news that he was selected to be joined in the team, he couldn't believe it and soon burst into tears, reflecting the difficult times in the past mm. when he had to do part-time jobs to support his studies and lived on instant noodles. And it was his parents who were really proud of, proud of him for this achievement. Wow, and if you go to our Instagram, the fo- you can see the photos. They are amazing. And the story is amazing. Exhibition work in the Maison and Objet Paris, which is regarded as one of the world's three major interior design exhibitions. That is absolutely wonderful. He must have been really proud of himself. Yeah, definitely. And it'll be an unforgettable experience when people acknowledge what you've achieved for a long time on your own, right? And yeah. In his case, nine years achievement. Yeah, and he says like it, it was unbelievable. But if you look at his all of his work, he mm-hmm. made a lot of really beautiful pieces. Oh, that is really great. Music oh. that you want to dance to. Oh, yeah. Arirang. Arirang. Arirang Radio. We're back with John in the studio talking about our human today. We have so many interesting humans here on Jeju Island, but today's human is also amazing. And his work is amazing. Wow, let's keep on going. Yeah. Uh, Actually, he both designs and fabricates furniture on his own. Mm. Uh, While most furniture designers usually receive basic woodcraft training, to just communicate with carpenters mm-hmm. and rely on carpenters to ah, fabricate their designs. I totally understand what you mean. Oh, you do? Okay. Yes. So this is because he received woodcraft training prior to studying furniture design. Uh-huh. And dealing with both designing and fabricating furniture usually requires him to work from sunup to sunset. Wow. Then I think he could have hired some people to assist him if he wanted to. Yeah, he says Mm -hmm. both fabricating and designing are what he really likes to do Mm. and bring him joy and happiness. As you've mentioned, he could hire some people, Mm -hmm. but being a manager would require him to take care of many other things apart from his main part of job. This would ultimately disrupt his ability to focus on what he really wants to do. So this is why he's against hiring staff. Wow. Okay, that's fair enough. I and I totally understand what he's he's thinking here. So what are his next plan? Let's hear what he has to say. 제가 제주도에 있잖아요. 
제주도에 있으면서 제주도 전통 가구가 있어요. 살레장이라고. 근데 제가 이 제주도 전통 가구를 지금 알리려고 계속해서 노력을 하고 있고 그게 한 2년, 3년 전부터 시작이 됐거든요. 그리고 작년에도 재작년에도 제주도 가구를 만들어서 저 서울 전시에 했었고 공예박물관 뭐 개관전에도 출품을 했고 코엑스 전시에도 했었고 그러니까 사람들이 굉장히 관심을 많이 갖더라고요. 제주도 가구가 조금 다르거든요. 그 다른 지역의 가구하고 그리고 제가 이런 활동을 하려는 이유가 제주도에 있다 보니까 제주도에 전통 가구 하시는 분이 두분 계신데 그두분다좀 회의적이시거든요. 왜냐하면 제주도 내에서만 거의 활동을 하시는데 사실상 이 가치를 알아봐 줄수 있는 그 장들이 많이 마련되어 있지 않아서 그두 분들이 나이가 좀 있으신데 만약에 그만두거나 한 시간이 오래 지났을 때 그런 것들이 또 소실되면 도차원에서도 굉장히 큰 손실이고 이 작업을 하는 그 후배 입장에서도 너무 안타까운 거니까 그런 것들을 좀 제가 전승까지는 아니고 계승까지는 아니지만 그분들 찾아다니면서 얘기 좀 나누고 이런 것들 자료화시키는 작업들을 좀 하고 있거든요. This is awesome. Please explain. He has an impressive plan to promote traditional digital furniture, recognizing his community's unique cultural heritage. In line with this goal, he's carried out several projects related to traditional digital furniture. For example, there is a types of cabinetry Used in used in the kitchen called Salejang, mm-hmm. and he's exhibited his version of it, which was designed and fabricated by himself mm-hmm. in several exhibitions in Seoul. He's also submitted to it a special exhibition celebrating the opening of a craft art museum. Mm-hmm. And according to him, Jeju furniture is quite different uh, in structure from furniture in other parts of Korea. Uh, there are only two craftsmen alive in Jeju Island who mm-hmm. can fabricate traditional Jeju furniture. Wow. And they are skeptical about the future of Jeju furniture. Ah, oh, I see. Yeah, he explains that they think this way because there has been no opportunity for them to showcase the value of Jeju furniture to the public. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the fabrication skill of fav- uh, traditional Jeju furniture may not be passed down to next generation. when these two alive craftsmen pass away. Mm-hmm. He also says, if this actually happens, it'll be a huge cultural loss for Jeju Island and people involved in the field of woodcraft. This is why he's kept in touch with them and tried to document all the important relate to uh, uh, any information mm-hmm. so that uh, anyone who will access the information is able to fabricate traditional Jeju furniture in the future. Mm-hmm. He's also considering about his role for Jeju Island and its heritage. That is amazing. I'm so glad that a young person is actually getting his hands on, uh, you know, showing interest in this area. And maybe he can open up a school in the future. That would be awesome. So, Salle, Salle Chang, or Salle, is Jeju dialect for cupboard. And unlike other parts of Korea, traditional Jeju furniture doesn't have metal ornaments due to the scarcity of the metallic materials. And it makes sense. It's just a simple reason. It's yeah. because there was, you know, it was. scars but i think i like it even a little bit more because mm. it doesn't have the metal parts 
on it and it just is only made of wood that to me looks a little mm. bit more modern <laughs> uh, yeah actually it is I I, I totally uh, agree with you and then, uh-huh. and as I mentioned uh, traditional digital furniture is quite different in structure mm-hmm. and this traditional digital furniture such as salajang a cabinetry used in the kitchen is designed to open without using metal hinges mm-hmm. and features simplicity. Right. And the characteristic of traditional digital furniture is its simplicity and practicality. Mm-hmm. So while it may not stand out in an exhibition, people are fascinated by its unique style. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. Yeah, and if you take a closer look, you will discover that it has a simple but unique design. And yeah, thank goodness to his interest and passion and energy that he is able to kind of continue to transcend this tradition on and on and on. And I think the more that he creates, the more people are going to be aware of yeah. the Jeju traditional furniture and yeah, design. This is what he wants to yeah, do. Yeah, that future. is amazing. That is really amazing. So I just saw a comment come up from Clarichelle who says, wow, he's like the artisans of old times. I love the small details he mm. puts in his designs. The simplicity, clean, cleanliness, and elegance of his designs make his furniture unique. And you know, the part that I like about his designs are that they are not too fancy. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't like play around just to make it look good. Mm. It, he Stick, sticks with the fundamentals of what furniture, what kind of function it needs to have, and then just adds a little bit of a touch to th- that you can know that it's made by hand and not manufactured, if you know what I mean. Yeah, this yeah. is this is exactly what he intends to do. Yeah, and we can see it in his work, just yeah. like his professor. I'm so glad that his professor stopped him from using wood for a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty, that's, I can that's see. That's for sure. Yeah, I can see what that means in his work. Um, John Hay says, Jeju has a lot of occupations that run the risk of dying out. <laughs> Jeju language, I know. There's so much that we need to spread. Well, it's certain that his effort of preserving the tradition holds a great significance. So uh, it's, I think now it's time to discover the best part that he recommends on mm. Jeju Island for our camellias. So if you are a sufferer and love, love the sea, and the answer will be pretty obvious, like him. So his recommendation is Jeju Sea. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he said, anywhere you go on the island, you can enjoy the seascape. And especially the seascape during sunrise and sunset from the beach is stunning. And plus... It'll soothe your weary heart. Oh, yes. That is so true. Do you like the ocean, John? Of course. That's why I live in Jeju Island. And you live near the ocean, don't you? I do. Yeah, there you go. A kind of 10-minute work. The reason you like Jeju Island, that you live here, is because of the ocean? Uh, Yeah, the ocean is one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I like kind of quiet place. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, then, then near 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 the beach. Right, right. Okay. Wow, that is so nice. Well, thank you so much for introducing another great human. Um, you know, the again, it is his photos are posted on our Instagram, so you can go check them out. And it also links to his own individual account that has many many pictures of all his works. So if anybody's interested, you probably can put in an order for Jeju traditional wood crafted furniture. 
uh, for your own needs. I'm thinking of doing that myself in the future too. I mean, ordering through him. Yeah, I think yeah, it would be wonderful. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. So we're going to end our corner and also let's say goodbye to John first. And so take good care of yourself and we'll see you again next week. Yeah, have a great weekend and then see you next week. Well, I hope you enjoyed that segment. If you're curious to find out more about Jeju, we encourage you to go check out our website at arirangradio.com forward slash wonders of Jeju. Or you can check out our Facebook page at Wonders of Jeju as well as our Instagram page at Wonders of Jeju. We're going to take you on a journey to learn more about what's happening here on the island. 